The Honorable Drew Willingham and yours truly, the Sports Sensei, is live here on this Monday afternoon. And let's get to week 18. You know what's you know what else is honorable? Al Borland and the fact that he is doing a infomercial for you. And you know what, Snowman? I I thought of the perfect way for you to give a perfect birthday gift to yours Uh truly, since you speak honorably. And that is we work we work cross platform wise with the Legacy Maker Sports Network and Snowman Multimedia hand in hand. That we do. I, I feel like it's time that we revisit a conversation that we had months ago, and not on the air, but once we're afterwards. You need to. You should, if you wouldn't mind, help out yours truly and the network with some of those infomercials and your guy who's helping you plug those, because that way we can help each other out here in these streets. Because it is hard out here in these streets, and plus, I love being on something where Al Borland is talking during our show. We have Tim the Toolman Taylor's Lions are in the playoffs, and we have Al Borland on our infomercial. It Mm -hmm. doesn't get any better than that. No. No, I will reach out to uh, Mr. Schaefer, and uh, I'll get some things rolling. I will get some. I will get some things rolling. It'll be a belated birthday present, but doggone, it, it's gonna get done. We're not even cussing on inner out sports debate anymore. I have, I'm cleaning it up there, man. It is twenty twenty three started off with a bang. Let's make this thing happen, Stone Man. And let's, Snowman and let's Legacy Maker Sports keep climbing out there. Because I want to see my guy at the Super Bowl when we are both there to cover it on behalf of both of our teams. Done. 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 Absolutely done. Sorry, Mark. Absolutely done. done. <laughs> One of the backgrounds I'm going to get put up here is uh, RFK Stadium. <laughs> uh, I got to make my boy smile. And uh, I'm going to find I'm going to find old RFK Stadium. I want to find uh, there's a picture that I want, and I want to find it when they were jumping up and down, chanting, "We want Dallas! We want Dallas!" <laughs> I got to find that pic. I got to find that picture, and I will. I, I I will I will find it. The Warrior Howard Kinzel, who's going to put a show on the SDM Sports Radio Network, we're working that out. Is um is is still with, is, uh, Rod. With this afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Sig Diggy, uh, Rod West, Fit Down Sports, Victor Locke, all our rowdy friends on this Monday afternoon. Week eighteen has concluded. Uh, yeah, week eighteen has concluded. All the teams that that uh, fought for the playoffs are now in. The Eagles are the top seed in the NFC. The Chiefs are the top seed in the AFC. But I think the AFC has a few more questions than answers than the NFC does. And that's because there was one game where life took precedence over football. And uh, uh, DeMar Hamlin is... That happened after our show last week. Yes, it did. DeMar Hamlin is awake. He's alert. He's been communicating. Um. I'm going to throw the link in the chat here in a moment, but uh, if y'all can continue to contribute to his charity, which is now in excess of eight and a half million dollars, let's keep that number. Let, let's keep that number climbing. That was big news, Snowman. Like the mm-hmm. NFL and the Players Association stepped up for this young man because I mean it's absolute trash that you've got to be in the league for four years to yes. get the pension benefits. Like mm-hmm. especially in situations like these, there should be a clause in the in the contracts that if, you know, unless you if you suffer an, a significant injury, you know, of magnitude like this, I mean you can't really put this on a pedestal to be what you level it as to get that benefit. 
But right. there should be some type of stipulations in these young contracts that if you have a life-threatening injury, of course, mm-hmm. we are going to take care of you. And there needs to be some insurance with that or assurance with that. Yeah, there really needs to be. And it needs to be for everybody, young and old, because you never know when a significant injury like this will happen. You really don't know if it's going to happen. Imagine if they had that kind of insurance when Joe Theismann uh, broke his leg against the Giants in 1985. Just imagine if we had the technology when it the, when Alex Smith had, would have what happened to him back yes. when Joe Theismann. Do you think that Joe Theismann would have actually come back and done what Alex Smith did? I don't think so. Alex no. Smith proved how no. tough of a mother father that he really mm-hmm. is because Agreed. he came back after all that. We saw the documentary, the 24 documentary. Yeah, we did. That. It yeah, was did. absolutely insane to see what he went through as far as all that scar tissue and everything he went through oh, it was and nice. what he came back. And one of the first plays when you had the other t- team's defensive lineman hanging on his back, I forget what team it was, but he, I just remember him riding the back of Alex Smith and Alex was just walking around for like two mm-hmm. or three steps before he fell down. I think that's what he wanted to prove. Hey, I'm strong. I'm back. I'm Alex Smith. Yeah. 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 I don't think Theismann would have come back even with the technology that we have now, but uh doggone it. It would have been something else to see. And you know, that play still frightens me to this day, seeing it live on Monday Night Football. But to see Lawrence Taylor, an opponent, waving the trainers over, and then the the Giants realized what was going on, and everybody on both teams was waving the trainers over from both sides. You know, and unfortunately, that was the end of Joe Theismann's career, you know, that that game in 1985. But doggone it, it, there needs to be – and you're right, there needs to be some kind of an, some sort of assurance that if you suffer a major, major injury like what DeMar Hamlin went through, that the league is going to take care of you. That need that it does indeed need to happen. I just saw I just sorry, I just saw six comment about Richard Carn is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's still alive, sick. That's how the, the commercial came about. But yeah, that was still that was still a great comment that he left. Yeah. Uh uh, Chris Deeds for TCU to win the player of the game must be D Winters. Know that name, you will hear it a lot tonight. We will see. That's who he was talking about in Rods on Sensor podcast. So, yeah, absolutely, Deeds. Um, I mean, that, he's still probably going to be a top tier player of this game. I just strongly still stick behind Max Duggan leading this team. Now, if Georgia comes in and completely smacks him in the face, we'll have something else to talk about next week. But in in my opinion, I don't think TCU is going to get smacked around like what Ohio State would have done if they got this far. Right. Oh, man. Week 18, as I mentioned, week 18 is in the books. The Patriots are gone. The Packers are gone. And a lot of fan bases are celebrating because we don't have to worry about the hoodie or Aaron Rodgers. Your take on those two? Both of those teams go in eight and nine. The first seventeen game first first seventeen game season we see, and both of them go under five hundred. The biggest biggest news is when it comes to teeter and totter and that that mark. Mike Tomlin, snowman, led the Steelers to a Still got to a winning to a winning record. record. He has never had a losing record. I think he's been eight and eight before, but he mm-hmm. has never been under five hundred. And this schedule is what is supposed to be making teams under five hundred, or at least mm-hmm. at least it's over or under. There is no five hundred because there's, there's no, no even there's number no of more games. Five hundred. 
So the fact that you've got Mike Tomlin finishing at nine and eight with the winning record, mm-hmm. it would be absolutely stupid for them to get rid of Mike Tomlin at this point. Like he proved with we, if he would have had kept losing this season and they would have finished, you know, five and 12 or whatnot, then I could understand yeah. you getting rid of him. But he went a game over 500. Mm-hmm. Give him another shot. Kenny, give Kenny Pickett a shot and make some moves in this year's offseason and draft. And we could see a dangerous Steelers team. They got to show up the now, offensive line. The Packers. got to show up the offensive line. The Packers, that team that you're talking about in the, in the hoodie, I was glad to see. Sorry, Rod. Glad to see the Patriots finally being out, knocked out of the playoffs to where there's a good chance they're going to go with a different quarterback next year. They may just say scrap this whole thing with Mac Jones, trade him for some draft picks, some cash, whatnot, because I think they still have him with two more years left on a rookie deal, if I'm not mistaken. So he could be a backup. That leaves the seat open for if one Thomas Edward Patrick Brady II decides to come back to New England, but I highly doubt it, seeing as there's a team that went eight and nine this year. He would have a lot more work to put in there as opposed to any other teams. I know I've been saying San Francisco and bringing this up for a while, but you know, I'm, I may have to give you the hat off to you that Brock Purdy just may end up being the guy in San Francisco. Still not giving you your aspirations of going to the Super Bowl. We'll touch on that here in a minute, Snowman. But <laughs> the Patriots are out of the playoffs, thankfully. Yes. The AFC playoff picture is a little bit jacked up with this whole neutral site situation yeah. because of what happened last Monday night. But at the same time, in that moment, I feel like the NFL made the right call because that was a traumatizing experience. It took us nearly 72 hours to figure out what the situation with DeMar Hamlin was. So that 72 hours was a very trying time. It wasn't until up and about when we hit the Thursday night game, which mm-hmm. no, we didn't have a Thursday night game last week. Mm-hmm. So we got to the point to where I was actually looking around for a Thursday night game and forgot we didn't have one. And then that's when the news was coming out about DeMar Hamlin was awake, was writing you know stuff out on paper, still had the breathing tube in, all that stuff out. But he was awake, responsive, and communicating, grasping people's hands and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see where he's at now, no breathing tube, sitting up in the bed, can communicate. Um, it's 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 crazy if people are out there talking about he can come back this season because he's on IR and he needs to look at his future besides taking one shot at a football game that mm-hmm. the Bills are already stacked. Not saying that they don't need you, but they can still make a run without the young DeMar Hamlin. They need to do this for him, not with him, and put him at further risk of injury and see what comes about when he actually has to go through more physicals during the offseason. Yeah. What about Sam Howell and the Washington Redskins? Has Howell earned the QB one slot? You know, Snowman, 169 yards, 169 yards, 11 to 19 for that, uh, for the completions, had one touchdown and interception. His first career pass was a touchdown, was was like a 17 or 18-yard dart to Terry McLaurin for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. His only touchdown of the game yesterday besides his rushing touchdown that he had. But, you know, we were talking about this with Rod earlier. I like how he is a mobile quarterback, for one. Mm He runs a lot harder. It's like watching a deer run down the road. It's like you got him running. Taylor Haneke was a good scrambler, but he kind of made me worried. He wasn't a runner, but I kind of was afraid that Taylor Haneke took too big of a hit. That was it. And then who else do we have? You know, if you're going to go back to Carson Wentz, I feel like even though I'm angry with Ron Rivera and I feel like they, they should make a change somewhat for that position because of what he did last week. I get it. They were trying to capitalize on $28 million with Carson Wentz, but then, you know, you had Taylor Haneke who led you to a five, three and one record coming into that. You should have Mm -hmm. given him the chance with you having two games left in the season and you were still technically within the playoff picture. Okay. Had you won last week against the Browns and then you're coming this week, 
you had a good chance, you know, of, of, of be- beating the Cowboys anyway, and you did. So yeah. had you won that game last week with starting Heineke, or hell, even putting in Sam Howell if you really wanted to try some different things up, because there was a lot of hype on Sam Howell to where he That'd deserved to be drafted berth. higher. That have been yeah. a playoff berth. Oh yeah, and Sam Howell deserved to be drafted higher. Yes. Uh, within what he was. And Tyrone yes. Montgomery Jr. of the Legacy Maker Sports Network has been uh, a very outspoken advocate of that up through the, up until the draft last year. Mm-hmm. Speaking of them potentially taking Sam Howell, but higher, the fact that he slipped as far back as he did, yeah, I feel like those picks they made throughout those rounds were good too. That's why they at least finished 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. But they were a better team this year mm-hmm. than what their record showed. And mm-hmm. it was the mismanagement of the quarterback position and other positions that deserves to be a move made. What if Mike Vrabel gets canned in Tennessee, which would be stupid because I don't see that happening. He's too That's beloved there. Happen. But what if it did? They should be bringing him in or trying to bring in Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Sean Payton, I delivered a conspiracy theory this morning, and my conspiracy theory is that if he does return to coaching, and that's a mighty big if, he's going back to New Orleans. The only really? thing Cole mentioned, and Cole mentioned it this morning, the only thing that stops him from going back to New Orleans is the most important position on offense, the quarterback. Yeah. And it ain't Drew Brees anymore because Drew Brees and Sean Payton were joined at the hip. And Do you think it's Jameis? No. No. I, here's that word again. Inconsistency has befelled uh, Jameis Winston. And you want to talk about someone who has been wildly inconsistent, and I do mean wildly inconsistent, it's, it's, it's Jameis Winston. He's been inconsistent since his days at Tampa Bay, and now you're expected to lean on and learn a more high-powered offense? Uh-uh, not happening. They, they need a quarterback. They need a young quarterback to fill that role and become the next quarterback in the New Orleans Saints that's going to be there for at least 10 years. I mean, Drew Brees played 14 years in New Orleans. So they, they need that kind of quarterback that they can shape and mold into their offense and have them run the offense for as long as they need to run, for as long as they need to run the offense. And right now it ain't famous Jameis at all. It's not Taysom Hill either. Like I, no. I like no, Taysom no, no. Hill, but he's he's not the answer. It's uh, it's definitely not Jameis. Um, Geno Smith would be better than Jameis in in New Orleans, and, and you know Teddy Bridgewater definitely wasn't the answer because we saw what how what you know how things ended up well, with we him. Saw, we saw that in Carolina with uh, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. We saw that with Teddy. We saw that in Carolina with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, Bridgewater got the Carolina contract that lasted a year because of six games in New Orleans. That's it. And because of who he was playing behind, too. Right. And because and because of who we, he was playing behind. All right. The matchups are set. Let's go through the wild. Let's uh, go through the wild card round. Which game is jumping out at you and why? Uh, the, the biggest thing that's jumping out at me is if the, the were the 49ers the number one seed or was it the, or the Eagles? Eagles. Okay. So 49ers are two. That would be right. They are okay. the number two seed. Okay. So I just want to make sure I have this correctly. When you've got mm-hmm. the Seahawks playing the 49ers, uh, it is a home game for the 49ers, but you know, I feel like as good as they were playing is what one snowman was hyping them up to be. They should be having a break this this weekend. Yeah, they should, but Eagles took care of Eagles took care of business. They did. And no, when you're no. holding on to that number one seed for your life, even though you're in a tailspin, and it was a very mini 
tailspin for the Eagles. The Eagles have been the best team all year. Mm-hmm. The Eagles have been the best team all year since week one. Before- not surprisingly, they are not surprisingly, they are the number one seed. So Be- everything goes through everything goes through South Philadelphia. Before the expansion, didn't the first and second seeds have the uh, yes? They they had the buy. That's why. Yeah. That's the one that's, and two. The one and two seed uh, both got a buy. That's why this this really screws you up when you when mm-hmm. you think about that going for the one seed, which I feel like that could be the ultimate you know decision maker here by the divisional round leading up to the championship round because I yeah. see you beating the forty nine. I see you beating the the Seahawks in this first round uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday, but uh, I. I Got it being a close game here. I think that they only beat them by like a field goal or four points. Like it's going to be man, a close game. They're going to destroy the Seahawks. I, I don't think so, man. Pete I think Carroll, it's going to be 28 24. I know it's going to be tough beating a team three times. I don't think it's going to be that tough. I mean, this, it, the, the 49ers are going to suffer a slow start. I, I just see it. They're going to suffer a slow start because it's, it's happened the last three games, but then they turn it on. They will turn it on and they'll run, they'll run away from. Seattle. They'll draw the winner of the Giants and the Vikings in the next round. Can the Giants, after the lesson they learned in Minnesota and losing via a 61-yard walk-off, can the Giants go back to Minnesota and beat them this time? Can they finish the job? Uh, well, you, you and I have talked about this as well. Uh, they've been exposed this year. The Vikings mm-hmm. and their in their losses that they've had this year, in my opinion, the Vikings have been exposed. You know, they lost to the Packers forty-one to seventeen. Packers didn't even make the playoffs. No man. I mean, that's just hands down, in my opinion, that you were thirteen and four. But in the games that you lost, you were definitely exposed. And you know, Aaron Rodgers barely made, missed the playoffs at the same yeah. time. But yeah, when you put everything together into perspective, I've definitely got to say I feel like the Giants are going to upset the Vikings this weekend. I feel that too. I feel that too. The the Vikings have been wildly inconsistent, especially on the defensive side of the ball, letting teams back into the ball game that they should have put away. I go back to the game against the New York Jets at US Bank Stadium, and the Vikings gave their team gave their team and fans a heart attack when they should have had the Jets put away. They were up 20 to 3. 20 to 3. And they lost 27 to 22. And they uh wound up winning only by five, 27 to 22. I, I just feel that the Giants this time can get it right. I just feel like they can get it right. Yeah, it's it's definitely been a great thing to see how things have panned out for the Giants this year, even though they're in my division. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with having Joe Judge and the bad leadership that they had previously, and you know the fact that coming into this year between Shermer and Judge, and then you know what they got going on now, they they were paying all these guys all this money. You got three head coaches you're paying through this season and beyond. I think for another two more years, at least for right. Ju- for Judge. I think Shermer's last year was this year, but when you think of everything that they have, you know, that has transpired with the New York Giants since their last Super Bowl run that mm-hmm. they made with Coughlin, they've been a dumpster fire. And just yeah. even, you know, the Cowboys have been a dumpster fire, but, you know, not quite as bad as the Giants did. So for a Giants fans out there, for Cody Stewart, who's been, you know, a panelist, a part of Legacy Maker Sports Network, for people like him, happy to see you guys get your chance to be in the playoffs now. And I feel like you're going to upset this Vikings team that in their four losses were exposed, in my opinion, and deserved to mm-hmm. be booted. I'm sorry, Kirk Cousins. You're putting on the ice and getting all flashy on the chain kind of grinded some gears. And I think that that's where using their motivation, using that yeah. motivation to come at you and dethrone you as far as one of the best in NFC. And you as hot as you started this year, you should have been the number one seed with the bye this week. 
Absolutely. Not. It's going Absolutely. to the NFC East and going to the Philadelphia Eagles for how they play. They deserve it too. But I feel like this bye week could potentially hurt Philadelphia as well. 